the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi there, everybody. There are hearings taking place. I'm Dennis Prager. There are hearing taking, hearings taking place in the Washington, D.C. Senate Committee on saving lives, massive numbers of lives of people who would otherwise die from COVID-19 with regard to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Physician after physician with impeccable credentials has testified that this saves lives. There was a, in Argentina, one of the doctors reported hundreds of uh, people in uh, medicine, frontline people, working with COVID patients, uh, were given ivermectin. Not one of them contracted COVID. In the group that uh, that did not take ivermectin, which is new to me, I, I've been speaking about hydroxychloroquine. I still believe in both. Now I believe in both. Uh, the uh, about fifty percent contracted the COVID. I said it from the beginning: uh, doctors, the FDA, the doctors, the New York Times. The Democratic Party, uh, they are re- responsible, in my, uh, not just my opinion, but I am, I am as close to certain as one could be about anything that obviously didn't happen, namely, they weren't given this drug, but they're responsible for many deaths, tens of thousands, according to Dr. Rich of Yale. I've had on the show 200,000 Americans li- American lives could have been saved. It, it is it is really something that uh, this uh, is opposed by the left. And I can't fully understand what motivates a human being to deny people completely safe drugs that in the early stages could save their lives. There is something so deeply rotten at the core of the New York Times editorial board, so deeply rotten at the core of the leading uh, public health institutions of this country and of the uh, Democratic Party that I, I can't even, I can't f- find where the darkness emanates from. It's one of the few things you would think have has no place, that politics have no place. There, there was nothing political about advocating I, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And, and I have been beating this drum because I want to save your life. 
Uh, I have uh, been maskless as much as possible, certainly always outside. Masks outside are a farce. Anyway, if you demonstrate for BLM, it's a safety measure. This is the, the so-called follow-the-science crowd. Science has been debased by the left, as everything else has. Religion, art, the NFL. It's a completely destructive force, and it is a completely destructive force with regard to medicine and science. So I have uh, been outdoors with no mask. Uh, I find the idea of wearing a mask outdoors, unless you are in totally congested areas, and even then, I would only do it as a politeness. It's a, it's a, it's a farce. And it's probably a farce, for most cases, indoors, if it's not a surgical mask. So the reason I'm telling you this is it's remarkable that I have not, and maybe I have, but I may have had asymptomatic COVID. I have hugged hundreds of strangers, hugged, maskless strangers. I have uh, I have been uh, I've spoken at rallies and and been mobbed by people wanting selfies and 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 you know to sign something or what have you. You could see it. Dave Rubin uh, videoed my appearance at a Beverly Hills, California rally. I I I should I should have contracted this. Maybe I did. But I've been taking hydroxychloroquine and zinc. I will now add ivermectin. The question is, why would would the New York Times oppose it? And I don't know. It is so such a dark arena, the left, that the something says to me they rather have people get vaccinated and wear masks, this 100-day mask thing of Joe Biden. God, I pray people uh, outdoors uh, do do not become a herd. History will record that there, there, there were people in positions of power who denied Americans access to ivermectin and or hydroxychloroquine, but promoted mask wearing. And they say follow the science? Follow the science is enough another left-wing lie. They don't follow the science. Follow the science. The people who say that there's no such thing as male and female, that that is a subjective category, and I am told they follow the science? All right, the uh, the hearings have been uh, just remarkable. They're on C-SPAN. And uh, I would like to play for you right now uh, what, uh, I believe this was today, Dr. Pierre Corey. Do we have him being introduced with his uh, credentials? All right, I'd like to, if you could just back it up a drop. I want people to understand the credentials of these doctors. If you're not taking vitamin D in, in large doses, you're a fool. All right, that's it. Uh, I, I have zero 
interest in uh, whether you're not you feel insulted. Zero. I'm happy to insult you if I can save your life. Now, what interest would I have in vitamin D, ivermectin, or hydroxychloroquine? They're all incredibly cheap. I have no investment. Do you think that the, uh, however, there, there are, there's money in big pharma for a vaccine? Just, uh, just out of curiosity. Okay, let's, let's hear it now. Dr. Corey is the former associate professor and chief of the critical care service and medical director of the Trauma and Life Support Center at the University of Wisconsin and recently joined the ICU service at Aurora St. Luke Medical Center in Milwaukee. He is board certified in critical medicine, <clears throat> pulmonary diseases, and internal medicine. US Dr. Senate. Corey has traveled across multiple states in the U.S. to care for COVID-19 patients throughout the pandemic. He is also the president of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, a nonprofit organization of critical care specialists led by Professor Paul Merrick, whose mission over the last nine months has focused on the research and development of effective treatment protocols for COVID-19 using repurposed drugs. He received his MD from St. George's University School of Medicine. And I'll, I'll only add that uh, we added Dr. Corey very late to our, I think, a hearing in May uh, because I'd heard of uh, his development of, I guess, anti-inflammatory steroids in critical care on COVID and Dr. Corey, I have to tell you, I've had doctors come up to me and thank me for holding that hearing where they listen to you change their thinking. They believe they've saved their patients' lives because of your testimony at that hearing. I, I hope your testimony will be as impactful today. Dr. Corey. Uh, before he talks, Senator, Dr. Corey, and, uh, I just want to know if Americans had been taking ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, when necessary steroids and vitamin D, there would be there would not have been a lockdown. So not only have the opponents of these extraordinarily safe, proven to be safe over decades drugs, not only are they killing people, they have contributed to the ruined lives of great numbers of people, children who can't go to school people who have lost their businesses because they, for whatever reason, originally I thought it was because President Trump touted hydroxychloroquine and they hate President Trump more than they love Americans' lives. But what about ivermectin? The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. 
like you do, we're going to continue now with the testimony uh, given today, correct? It is, these are the, this, I believe, was today at the U.S. Senate, and it is uh, uh, yesterday, a distinguished roster of physicians. You, they are beside themselves at the irresponsible New York Times and the Democratic Party for dismissing them as not following the science, calling them anti-vaxxers. In other words, doing what the left is only capable of doing, smearing good people. There are many tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand or more dead Americans because they weren't given hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Okay? Just so you'll know that. The shame of the national, like the NIH, FDA, the shame of the national medical establishment, the blood stain on their reputation will be unwashable, not removable. And uh, I, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. The corruption at the highest levels of the United States is so deep. I, this is all new to me. I, did, I always thought that truly high-level corruption like the... The John Brenner types that the, the, this did not exist in America. That they, of course there were corrupt people in America, composed of human beings and human nature stinks. But the the level that has come out of moral corruption, like in the medical establishment, this was not known to me. If nothing else, it's been clarifying. But it's been clarifying at the price of hundreds of thousands of dead, at the price of tens of millions loss of livelihood. I will read to you about a suicide of a 16-year-old who wrote in his suicide note, showed no indications of suicide, but he, he the no contact with anyone over the course of this year, no friends, the isolation he he was uh, he was going to be on the high school football team but of course no football season we already know the increased suicide the increased depression the increased drug taking the the, the poor souls who were uh, in recovery who went back to drugs and i blame in large measure the people who have placed obstacles at solving the issue with early on treatment of people with COVID-19 with some of the safest drugs and steroids known to humanity. Emile Zola wrote in the 19th century in France, J'accuse. A famous, famous piece he wrote is a big French novelist when he accused the, the, the French regime of uh, blaming a Jew for, I don't know, 
I don't remember the details, but it's a very famous. It's a, they they blamed the Jew because of French anti-Semitism, the collaboration of the the highest levels of government. But he was a lonely voice. I'm not a lonely voice, but I am a j'accuse here. The shame of the medical establishment is so deep. The corruption at the New York Times is so deep that uh, words elude me. If your doctor will not prescribe this for you, go to another doctor. Your doctor has decided to go with the herd, not with science. I know more about these things than your doctor does in most cases, which is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Yeah, I don't want to know more. It's not my business. Send me an email and I will and I will f- give you information on co- doctors that follow that, that follow science and may help you. There is zero money in this for me. It's a pain in the uh, in the rear. I have I have to finish my uh, my next volume of my Bible commentary. I, I don't want to uh, spend my time answering mail, but I'd rather save your life than even finish my commentary right now. Okay, continue, please, with the doctor's testimony in the Hearing. Senate. I just want to start out. I didn't think I'd have to say this, but I want to register my offense at the ranking member's opening statement. I was discredited as a politician. I am a physician and a man of science. I have done nothing, nothing but commit myself to scientific truth and the care of patients. And and to hear that I'm here because of a political angle, I am not a politician. I'm a physician. I want to start out by saying that I'm not speaking... As an individual, I'm speaking on behalf of the organization that I'm a part of. We are a group of some of the most highly published physicians in the world. We have near 2,000 peer-reviewed publications among us, led by Dr. uh, Professor Paul Marek, who is our intellectual leader. We came together early on in the pandemic, and all we have sought is to review the world's literature on every facet of this disease, trying to develop effective protocols. You just mentioned that I was here in May, and I touted, I wouldn't say touted, I recommended that it was critical that we use corticosteroids in this disease when all of the national and international healthcare organizations said we cannot use those. You hear that? You hear that? That turned out to be a life-saving recommendation. You hear that? The international, hold on, the international health organizations. Do you understand the corruption, the moral corruption, the scientific corruption National at, and at all, international. At all of these uh, in national, international health organizations, they don't have your interest at heart. There's something sick there. I don't know what it is. I really don't. Why would they have said this about? This is a new thing to me that they they poo pooed steroids. Continue, please. National healthcare organizations said we cannot use those. Cannot. That turned out to be a <clears throat> life saving recommendation. I am here again today with a new recommendation. In the last nine months, in our review of all of the literature as a group, again, we are some of the most highly published physicians in our specialty and the world. We have done nothing but try to figure out how to identify a repurposed and available drug to treat this illness. 
Okay, we shall return. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Am I a bit muffled? I'm wearing my yarmulke mask. One of the great inventions of my life. It's really, it lets you breathe. It brings God into your life. It's, it's multi-purpose. All right, but you have to wear glasses in order for it to be effective, which I do. Hello, my friends. Bob in Springfield, Illinois. Welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Hi. It seems to me, it seems to me you have painted yourself into a bit of an ideological corner. You have, for a long time now, taken the position that the, the medical establishment are ideologically driven leftists because they don't share your position on hydroxychloroquine. So now you have to say that they are also wrong about the vaccine. No, Otherwise, why would I have to? Why do I have to say that? That, that? That's what you just said well, is absurd. I didn't say everything they say the is same, wrong. I don't say I don't believe everything well, the they same, say is wrong. They have been wrong in saving lives. There are a lot of dead Americans because of the medical establishment. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. So are you saying that the president, so is the president wrong to be telling people they should take the vaccine to celebrate its arrival? And to what, what is the president and the vaccine? I will answer you, but what does it have to do with what I have charged? Well, it seems contrary to your ideology. Why is it contrary? I don't have an ideology. I want to save lives. That's my ideology. Well, the, what, the is your posi- what is your position? What is your position? Medical science? Who are these scientists that are testifying in Congress yesterday? They're not medical scientists. I find it interesting. You won't let me speak, I, uh, sir. I totally let you speak. You made a cl- you made a claim that this is not medical science. What should I do? Let you continue? I will let you continue. I am merely answering your smear of these doctors. Sir, I'm not really talking about those doctors. I'm talking about you. Okay, what about me? The same medical establishment that you say is wrong about hydroxychloroquine is now advising people to be vaccinated. Right. And you are skeptical of that. I'm skeptical, but I've said many times, if, if my choice is I can't get on an airplane or I take the vaccine, I'll take the vaccine. So uh, my question for you, sir, is, is Donald Trump wrong to be celebrating and touting and taking credit for a vaccine that w- he shares the position of the medical establishment on? I have no idea if he's wrong. I'm agnostic on the vaccine. I'm not passionate about it, and I don't almost never talk about it. I have said from the, in the very beginning, I said I will not be among the first to take it. I I. I I don't like to see a vaccine rushed as this one was. Normally, they have far more tests than this did. But uh, I, I, I have—I don't talk about the vaccine. I've taken every vaccine known to uh, known to man. I'm, I'm a pro-vaccine person. I don't know why you're okay, raising so the issue. I, I am. I am. The only reason I'm keeping you on is because you differ with me. And the, you, you, you sort of have affirmative action on my program. But you have made no point. I just am saying, sir, that I think it's interesting that now that Donald Trump has sided with the medical establishment, whereas he broke with them on hydroxychloroquine, and so did you, you are now in the uncomfortable position of 
having to ideologically oppose the vaccines or to stand with Trump and support the vaccines. So which is your choice? I, it has nothing to do with Trump. I, I have to say I've wasted my listeners' time having you on, but I again, I have affirmative action for those who differ. Nothing to do. I, don't, I couldn't care less if Donald Trump liked or disliked hydroxychloroquine, liked or disliked vaccines. It has no impact, zero impact on, on, on what I conclude about the issue. You're preoccupied with Donald Trump. I'm not. I've never been preoccupied with Donald Trump. I've been preoccupied with the hatred of Donald Trump, which has been sick, morally sick, psychologically sick. That has preoccupied me. The man did so many great things as president that to hate him says something only about the haters. Only. But it has nothing to do with hydroxychloroquine, certainly nothing to do with ivermectin. I don't think the president has ever uttered the word. He may never have heard of it. I want to save your lives. The corrupt medical establishment is corrupt. That's it. The international, you just heard the doctor. They even said you you cannot use steroids. And then he he will hear him say how many doctors have told him they've saved lives of people with COVID-19 with steroids. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Playing for you the testimony yesterday. The U.S. Senate Democrats did not show up they're not interested in saving your lives it's a corrupt party and people continue to vote for them one of the doctors who was smeared by the new york times you will hear him later too uh, said he's a lifelong democrat and subscriber to the new york times and he was shocked he's a typical liberal utterly naive about the left until they're smeared and ruined it is astonishing to me that a liberal reads the New York Times. Leftists should read the New York Times, not liberals. It's not a liberal newspaper. It's a, it's a leftist newspaper. It's an organ of leftism like Pravda was an organ of the Communist Party. To smear doctors as snake oil salesmen, which is what the New York Times did. All right, we continue. The, the doctor testifying that you're hearing is Dr. Pierre Corey, the University of Wisconsin, critical care and pulmonary medicine. He's a critical care and lung disease specialist. He's the medical director for the Trauma and Life Support Center, the main medical surgical intensive care unit at the University of Wisconsin, also critical care service chief of the hospital's medical intensivist service where he sees patients who are often in critical condition due to severe acute respiratory illnesses. Continue, please. Review of all of the literature as a group. <clears throat> Again, we are some of the most highly published physicians in our specialty and the world. We have done nothing but try to figure out how to identify a repurposed and available drug to treat this illness. We have now come to the conclusion after nine months, and I I have to point out, 
I am severely troubled by the fact that the NIH, the FDA, and the CDC, I do not know of any task force that was assigned or compiled to review repurposed drugs. All in right, let me explain what he just said. Disease. Okay, the NIH, FDA, and I don't know, was it the CDC? I don't remember the third one. He doesn't understand why they didn't spend any money on, on simply having tests of uh, the uh, repurposed drugs mean a drug that has been used for years for one ailment and repurposing it to be effective with regard to another ailment. Continue, please. Everything has been about novel and or expensive pharmaceutically engineered drugs, things like tocilizumab and rendesivir and monoclonal antibodies and vaccines. We have 100 years of medicine development. We know we are expert in all the medicines we use, and I do not know of a task force that has been focused on repurposed drugs. I will tell you that my group and our organization, I will say that we have filled that void. We, that is all we have done is focus on the things we know and things we do. And I'm here to tell you, Dr. Ryder, he just presented. It was one, he has one study of the many that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about that we have a solution to this crisis. There is a drug that is proving to be of miraculous impact. And when I say miracle, I do not use that term lightly. And I don't want to be sensationalized when I say that. That is a scientific recommendation based on mountains of data that has emerged in the last three months. When I am told, and I just had to hear this in the opening sentence, that we are touting things that are not... FDA or NIH recommended, let me be clear, the NIH, their recommendation on Evermectin, which is to not use it outside of controlled trials, is from August 27th. We are now in December. This is three to four months later. Mountains of data have emerged from all, from many centers and countries around the world showing the miraculous effectiveness of Ivermectin. It basically obliterates transmission of this virus. You hear that, folks? If you take it, you will not get sick. You hear that? I want to briefly summarize the data. My manuscript, again, published by some of the, 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 the most... Con- we have contributed more to the medical knowledge of our specialty in our careers than, than anyone else can claim as a group. And our manuscript, which was posted on Medicine Preprint Server, details all of this evidence. I want to briefly summarize it. Number one... We have evidence that ivermectin is effective not only in prophylaxis, in the prevention. If you take it, you will not get sick. We just I will be taking came across it a next trial week. I already last take night from Argentina by the listen lead investigator. Listen to this trial from Argentina. Of ivermectin in Argentina, Dr. Hector Carvalho. They prophylaxed 800 healthcare workers. Not one got sick. In the 400 that they didn't prophylax with ivermectin, 58% got sick. 237 of those 400 got sick. Okay, hold on one second. So what what do you say, those of you who uh, agree with the New York Times, what do you say to that? It's an astonishing... uh, uh, These are people who work in hospitals with sick people. 800, not one got sick. The 400 that didn't take it, 57% got sick. What, what do you say to that? What, what, the, 
Why is that not widely known in the United States of America? Why are we letting thousands die a day? Why? When this doctor and so many others, this guy is a big guy at the University of Wisconsin. The blood on the hands of the New York Times is uh, is the greatest since they denied that the Ukrainians were being starved by Stalin in 1932, for which they got a despicable Pulitzer Prize. That's the last time that the New York Times had so much blood on its hands. Let this be a clarifying time for you. The left is despicable. Okay? Just... Get up in the morning, say the left is despicable. Liberals are naive, and the left is despicable. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. People have been calling in, and they, uh, they gave up, which I totally understand, uh, telling me how hydroxychloroquine... Uh, just worked there for their entire family that COVID. Of course, of course, it, uh, if it's taken early, it works. Pa- apparently, ivermectin, which I never heard of till last week, is even better. So I'll be taking that too as a prophylaxis, as the doctor recommended. It's amazing how how people will take a vaccine, but are afraid of taking ivermectin uh, or hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine has been taken by tens of millions of people for 50, over 50 years. But they'll rush to take a vaccine. I'm not saying you shouldn't take a vaccine. It's just, it's what, the things that people fear and don't fear uh, are utterly irrational. Utterly. Doctors will tell you to take a vaccine that has been rushed to, uh, to production I don't mind if they do that, but if they oppose hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> they're they're a uh, they're not follow the science types. Let's put it that way. Yes, Elaine in Laguna Hills, California. Hello. Hi. Hi. I husband and I both have uh, COVID. Yeah, I had a lighter case than my husband. We're right on the tail end of it. I uh, took him to the emergency room twice. He's had x-rays, even a CAT scan. Had spots on his lungs, uh, what they call COVID pneumonia. Uh, but he was never admitted to the hospital. One night, I was checking his oxygen level, and it went dipped down into the 70s. Wow. He couldn't get a breath. Wow. And it was... So scary to me. Uh, I turned him on his stomach. I was pounding his back, and I, he couldn't feel his lungs. Um, we had been given by a friend some hydroxychloroquine, and uh, you know, I was just—I asked my doctor if we should take it. He said, "No, don't take that." And so, <clears throat> I hope you changed um, doctors. Did it work? It. I get, we gave it to him in the evening. I was scared he was going to die. Just tell me. Did, I hear you. Did it work? It was, it was in the better, in the morning he was 80, 90% better. Okay, there you go. Change your doctor. That's right. It's a good litmus test of your doctor. Are they, do they follow science or the herd? 
My friends, I beg you to uh, go to the uh, my website and click on the banner for the uh, Angel Tree, the campaign to have kids who have a parent in prison get a gift and a note and a Bible. It's uh, the banner is up at my website. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take relief factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 